You're listening to The Science of Superpowers with Tonya Dawn Reclar. Listen here, read the book, and dive into the experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Science of Superpowers. So glad to have you joining us again. We have a wonderful show in store for you today. We're going to be talking all about energetic superpowers. We have Kimberly McGeorge here. You want to say hi, Kimberly? Hi, everyone. I'm so happy to be with you. Oh, well, we're so excited to have you here. I look forward to this conversation because we're going to be talking about our energetic superpowers and really what what that means within our energetic systems, when people talk about frequency and healing with our frequencies and all of this fun stuff. So we're going to dive deeply into that conversation as that exists right right in this intersection here um, between our body of work and Kimberly's body of work. Um, and she works with, she has a lot of um, interest in this area as well as expertise, uh, creator of Halo, right, Kimberly? Yeah, I'm one of the patent holders on Halo, yes. Fabulous. And that uses pulsed electromagnetic frequencies, which we'll talk about a little bit and what that means for us, right? What it means to say that we have energetic systems. And, you know, if you've listened to our show in the past, you know that we're all about talking about these innate energetic kind of powers, these abilities that we have that are ours, that, that as we continue to evolve as a species, we're learning more and more about just what we're capable of, about how interconnected we are. Um, and, and really that knowledge um, empowers us, right? It gets to inspire us, uh, depending on how we use that. And so we're going to dive into this conversation today and ask Kimberly first, what are your superpowers and how are you using them for good? Oh, I love that question. That's so much fun. Um, I have a couple, just a couple superpowers. What are my superpowers? <laughs> I'm sure, just a couple, right? <laughs> Just, just one or two. <laughs> my daughter's like, "Mom, I'm so modest." Yeah, just a couple. No, um, the ones I think you know most appropriate for this conversation are probably, um, since I was a child, I um was able to see um auras and energy around people and the fourth, fifth, sixth dimensions. So, kind of learned, even though I didn't know, I was learning about you know started to learn about frequency and how to read it. You know, kind of the negative. And the positive. And then another one of my superpowers is um, I am a remote viewer. And that, that kind of has a mixed uh, meaning. I, I don't use the military style. I just do it. I just go there, which <laughs> can be a little disconcerting to my loved ones. Um, and then kind of, you know, hand in hand with that, I have the, which I didn't know at the time, but I learned later, is kind of an all-time, all-space that we all have when we're not in such a low-density reality, which is the ability to merge with anything sentient or non-sentient and be that person or be that being or be that thing from the inside out. So um, those are just a couple of what I would consider my own personal superpowers. Fabulous. Well, I love these responses and particularly the intersections in our world, you know, coming from the government counter intel military side of things um, and being very familiar with the initial remote viewing projects and stuff. And and right. I like that you that you kind of qualified that, right? It, it, depending on which world you walk in, which industry you're a part of, these abilities, these energetics, these frequencies mean very different things, right? I worked with um, individuals who work on cold cases, you know, uh, teaching electronic warfare. We talk about frequencies in a particular light. We know that they enact upon us and that we engage with them and that they're in between all of us. And then you go over into the consciousness, personal development side of the house. And those words mean very different things over there. And we have a lot of people playing with these abilities and ways of using them in in really awesome 
sort of forward thinking ways for humanity of like what's capable and then and then the scientific spaces of like okay what's really going on between us like it's happening whether we want to acknowledge it or not these energies are are, are all amongst us you know they move through us they are us we are it we are them right and, it, and the lines Perfect. get really blurry um and so a big part of this show is sort of like what does that mean for our reality Right. Mm. Even though we debunked Newtonian physics eons ago, it's like we still most of us are reared to develop a lifestyle built on sort of a physical um, material sort of representation of the world. And it's not necessarily how things work, um, mm. not at their quantum level, not at their most micro level. And we see a lot of people rebuilding what reality can look like knowing these things. Right. You just casually like, oh, yeah, since a kid, I could do this and this and this. And. And what we find is that a lot of people can do those things, yet we're not able to talk about them, right? We don't really have the right constructs and framework for them. Um, it can be terrifying to start to realize about yourself, like you wonder if you're going crazy or why other people aren't reporting back the same. And so let, let's go back to that kind of place. And what was it like for you? Like, when did you really start realizing that you were um, doing something that was different than other people or acknowledging something within you that perhaps others hadn't started to acknowledge within themselves? And and what that was like is you started being okay, uh, kind of talking about those things. Mm, such a great question, really. Um, I think I realized very young uh, that no one in my family perceived reality the way that I perceived reality which created a kind of me versus them, black sheep, you know, scenario, which is very common with gifted children. As you know, I'm sure you've talked to many people. I remember distinctly when I was about four, uh, I was on one side of the living room and, and my parents and brother were on the other side. And I'm like, I don't belong in this family. Uh, <laughs> one, one thing I didn't mention was I was born with an adult mind. So I was born with memory. My first memory coming into the body was, you know, F, why can't I talk? Why can't I walk? So I also had not just active gifts that I apparently brought from the life before, but but this adult consciousness that didn't really fit well in mm-hmm. a child, you know, body and wasn't appreciated. My input as an adult in a child body wasn't appreciated by the family and adults around me for obvious reasons. It's not mm-hmm. normal. And so I love that you brought. I love and hate that you brought up the crazy part because I felt invalidated, invisible, and crazy probably till I went to college. Mm -hmm. Um, When I went to school, I went to public school outside of Chicago and later private school. But as soon as I went to school, I knew I was really crazy. Like you, in being an intuitive, being able to merge, I'm, I'm sure there were some children. I never found them. I never found them in my schools that, you know, I knew maybe I didn't know what to look for, but everybody just was okay with everything. And I was bored out of my mind Mm -hmm. and I read all this energy. And so it was really a struggle. Um, uh, The first time I wanted to kill myself was fifth grade. Mm -hmm. I just, it was hard. It was a very heavy burden. However, when I went away to college, I decided as many of us do to remake ourselves, kind of start over. And I'm like, I'm going to start letting out a little bit of the real me. I'm going to start if somebody comes and asks me an opinion, I'm going to give them opinion. And then I know that opinion is not really an opinion. It's a fact, but they're going to figure it out after, you know, months, weeks, you know, years. And they did. And people started coming to me, 
you know, is my boyfriend going to ask me to marry him when? And I was right. And then that validates and then word spreads. And so not only was it validating for me socially, it was also a nice bounce for me of my abilities because I never bounced my abilities. I didn't know if what I knew, I really Mm -hmm. knew because I'd never spoken it since a young age. And so that was just a very validating, affirming time for me. And then it become I became such a legend. Um, I attracted the attention of law enforcement in the area, and it was in the eighties, and that's when they were uh, the police departments were experimenting with the occult crime units. And naively, at twenty, I thought it would be really glamorous to work for the police as a medium, and it is not glamorous. It's very low paying. I mean, they barely had a budget themselves, and it was very traumatizing. But again, super validating. I mean, at 20, I'm working with law enforcement on like pretty big crimes. Like, so that really let me know that I was okay, but I was still kind of in the religious programs with my my dad's a pastor. And so even though I was being validated by various small sectors in the public, my family was constantly saying, you know, you're possessed. My dad Mm -hmm. tried to perform exorcisms on me. So it, it was a really hard, you know, road for a very long time. Yeah, well, I appreciate you sharing all of that because I know it can be helpful um, to people listening when they're not real sure how to manage these things in their world. And and I do think that for many of us, it is very alienating and it, and you kind of find yourself up against this reality um, that doesn't match for you. And what I found fascinating when we started this whole podcast and I, what really it came out of just realizing that most successful people in the world, if they felt successful in some capacity had faced this element of themselves, that they were more than what the world would tell them. And and it looks different depending on which paradigm we're in. You you mentioned a number of them, right? Law enforcement, um, religion, you know, schooling, academia, right? Those abilities, those um, superpowers that we like to call them um, are named very differently and treated very differently in many different sectors and then differently within the dimensions within each of those sectors. And so it can be really um, challenging to kind of find your way in this world and to figure out like, what is this that you're talking about, right? And when it doesn't get reflected back or affirmed by society at large, we were left to our own devices of trying to figure it out. And and unfortunately for some of us, it does, it does walk us through that period of like, what is going on with me and thinking that it's all about me. Um, before we start to kind of interact with others or get that positive feedback of like, Oh wait, this is valuable. Um, and, and when we started the podcast, you know, I was, I was just amazed at every single guest who um, would acknowledge on this show that they knew this about themselves. Um, and, and after the recording, you know, kind of secretly admit like they don't really talk about it anywhere else. You know, our show was it for them to talk about these things. And and so we stood to really encourage people to talk about these things because more and more of us are acknowledging that specifically following the pandemic, whatever transition people went through there, a lot of them awakened to the fact that their reality doesn't match up with mass reality and they're kind of tired of pretending. And we saw that in many different ways. And so I do see as a humanity, a readiness of acceptance um, of that, which is different from what I once believed, you know, however we translate that in our own sectors. And so I appreciate you sharing your story because it, it, it it's so nice to have something to relate to when people are listening and they've had similar experiences 
um, or they've thought similar things, or they have felt that sort of helpless and alone at, at certain periods of time. Um, and knowing that they're not alone in this, that most of us have some sort of experience with the realization that that we're beyond what we originally thought. And and what does that mean about who I am? And does this does this mean that I'm also spirit or that I'm also, you know, the creator, that I'm also this or I'm also that? Or what what does it mean to be able to have this? And what does it mean about the people in my life if if they don't or they claim not to or they claim not to know it or see it in themselves? Um, and that can be really disturbing. And so what we work with here on the show is a lot of different people who use different modalities, um, different ways of looking at it. And, and you've touched into a number of different spaces, um, both just giving guidance to people, right? Like, like, hey, think about it this way or maybe hold it in this light to to the halo process, you know, that actually uses pulsed electromagnetic frequencies. Um, and so talk about like on that spectrum of like really where you're just dialoguing about it to, to you've got it dialed in to do a patent and to to develop that technology right. around it. Um, where do you fall in that space now? Do you like the devices? Do you like the 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 human interaction <laughs> sort of where are you sitting nowadays? That's a great question. Um, I always say to people, um, I am the most woo person that you've ever met. And I am the most scientific person you've ever met. I can, I can plant a foot firmly in 3d and be in a room of scientists and talk science, uh, you know, or what we consider science. I should put that in air quotes. Mm -hmm. And then you watch some of my classes, you would be like, this woman is, you know, crazy as a loon. Like I go way out there. And so, but you know what? It's so funny that all that stuff I hated about myself for so many years. Now I embrace it. And I love that I don't have to be one thing. And I think mm -hmm. that's a lie that we still kind of drag through society and schooling and in social media that we have to be one thing. I'm only a doctor. I'm only a mother. I'm only a wife. I'm only this, you know, I, I'm only, you know, these roles. And, and we're like these limitless, eternal beings. And we really are trillions of things. We just don't remember it, That's but we right. carry it in our field. And at any time we can grab that out of our field and we can be fully this, and, you know, from the inside out, I'm not even talking about putting it on externally. I'm talking about, we really are exuding that frequency of all this experience we've had. And, and it's amazing and brilliant. And it's not disingenuous. It, it's absolutely authentic. So I'm not being That's disingenuous true. when I venture into the scientific world or the uh, legal world or the, you know, you know, you've ventured into the military world, you know, uh, law enforcement and all the things I've done, you know, I'm bringing all of myself to what I do. I do have to say, I love, if you told my high school, you know, friends that I ended up with a patent, they'd be like her, she like flunked science. Like, how is that <laughs> even possible? But that's what's so beautiful as that's we fabulous. grow and as we heal and as we release trauma, not just from this lifetime, but all lifetimes, and we start celebrating, you know, these strange parts of ourselves, we discover and we remember more and more of who we are. And so um, I had developed a couple apps for the Apple store and I had a attorney for a company was looking for, you know, someone who understood frequency and they evaluate it, which was so flattering to me, you know, 50 different apps. And they wanted me and talk about, there's just so much redemption when you come full circle and you love yourself, when you used mm. to hate yourself for so many years. And then, you know, it really is true. You cannot attract, despite all the vision boards and all the wishes, <laughs> you, you cannot attract anything less or more than whoever you are being at any time. 
So when people say, you know, radically forgive yourself and practice radical self-love and radical self-nurture, there's a lot of truth to that because I don't think, you know, 20 years ago, regardless of if I'd had apps out there, I don't know that I would have attracted that kind of attention. I think we really do, you know, need to work on ourselves, but uh, mm-hmm. So they found me and, um, you know, brought me on and I, and I've had a great relationship with them for many years and it's, it's a beautiful product and there's a lot of great, you know, PMF products, but um, I love that I'm able to bring the frequency piece to that. And it's so funny that we're having this conversation. I just finished a frequency set for them a couple hours ago, as a matter of fact. Um, and so, you know, I just love getting into the numbers and the physics and the science mm-hmm. of it. And I love that I can help healing because I'm a naturopathic doctor. And so for many years, I also dabbled in the pseudo medical, you know, the natural medicine. And I saw mm-hmm. clients in a clinical setting. And I have to say, well, I just love that I, most of the money I make in my career now is just being me. I get mm-hmm. paid for being me. And that's wild and that's crazy and that's expansive and that's fully psychic. And that's talking about UFOs and ETs and Bigfoot and Dogmen and deprogramming and programming secret space and all these juicy, fun, you know, ghosts, mysterious things. (laughs) I get paid for it. What a fun job. It's like a kid in a candy store for me. I love, and I love that you brought it back around to self-love and to um, being willing to accept ourselves. You're speaking about things that we would na- label sort of multidimensionality, right? And our willingness and ability to acknowledge that we are multidimensional beings. We can live in these different realities are, you know, the key is knowing how That's to that. harmonize all of those contradictions internally. Like <clears throat> you are both, excuse me, <clears throat> you're both the aspect that wants to be in the numbers and be in the books. And you're both the, and you're also the aspect that wants to go fly around the multiverse and, 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 and astral travel. And, and that's okay, right? The name of the game is figuring out how to get all of those pieces sort of to work together and everybody gets their time. And, and, and you're, you're speaking to that, that journey of, um, you know, where we shut those pieces off or we hide them because we're not sure what the world is going to say of them or, or do with them. But ultimately in our maturation, we come to realize it's, it's really just about what we choose to do with them and how we accept them. And the world just sort of naturally responds to us in this, in this responsive frequency ridden in environments that we're in, the world responds to us. And that can be difficult to to think about and to remember when, when you're feeling on the other side of that, you know, Mm -hmm. when you're not feeling energized by yourself or empowered by yourself or inspired um, about who you are, it, it can be difficult to remember that what we're emitting, what we're transmitting is being received and bounced back to us in some capacity. Um, And that's at the heart of our energetic systems. When we know that and can accept that and utilize that and harness that and and start to put it to work for us, we start understanding all of these complex um, laws and creative principles and all of those things, like you talked about the visioning board and stuff, and, and really understanding how these the law of reciprocity and the law of attraction and all of these things operate at a very fundamental and honestly a rather boring level. Like it's pretty like scientific of like, if this, then this, but all of, all of who we are get kind of caught up in that. And so I love that you're speaking to that, that wholeness, that pursuit of our own wholeness. And that's a lifelong lifelongs kind of journey folks. And, and the more we're willing to treat it as that, 
the richer our experiences become, right? The less self-criticism and judgment we heap on, on ourselves, um, judgment we heap on others, right? The blame shame cycles that we put ourselves through. Um, the secret really is in first recognizing that we're energetic beings. We're having an energetic system first and foremost, regardless of what level of sensitivity we have to that it's happening. Um, and the richness of the experience comes from the levels at which you're willing to sensitize yourself to that experience. The more you sensitize yourself, the more you understand how it works, um, the, the greater your capacity to harness those energies and those abilities become. The more you know yourself as a creator, the more inspired you are to create. Um, and it's it's this beautiful sort of cyclical process that that continuously runs through us. But at the heart of it, it you know, we like to talk about all the super sexy stuff about, you know, extraterrestrials and UFOs. You mentioned some of them and we've heard it all, you know, that we love that space. That's that's the the fantasy space, the the out there space, the how we want to dream into whatever realities we want to bring forward. It really is up to us. And um, but at the heart of it, it's really simple. You know, it comes from that inside out sort of process you just spoke to. And it includes self-love. It includes our ability and willingness to say, maybe I'm all these things for a reason. Why don't I work with this? Sort of like our little complex puzzles to put together and, and not judge each other and not judge ourselves and and, and give that sort of permission to um, to paint these realities however we want to. And, and I'm sure what you found, as, as most people find when they sort of cross that threshold, is the world's pretty receptive to that. Um, it's our fear that makes it otherwise. And so, so as we're wrapping up here, Kimberly, like what advice can you give to people who are sort of sitting on that precipice of really being able to like, they just want to take that step, you know, on one side of it, it seems like this giant chasm. And on the other side, you look back going, wait, what was I waiting for? Like, that was nothing. Um, but they're right there looking at that edge, you know, looking across that chasm saying, I just want to be me, right? I want to show up wholly as who I am and all my messiness and in all my mm. glory. Um, mm. you know, but I'm I'm afraid. I'm afraid of what that might mean. What what advice do you have for them as they're looking out across that chasm? Yeah, I have a couple of things. Um, first of all, the actually closest psychic ability, everybody's like, how do I activate my psychic abilities like you? Well, we all their strongest ability we come in with is our knowing. So I would tell them. Trust your knowing. If you feel like you should apply for this job, do it. If you feel like you shouldn't date this person, don't do it. Stop like bouncing your own knowing off of other people's knowing. Like trust your knowing and and experiment. Like say for one week, everything that I think I should do or feel or move toward, I'm going to do it. That that's going to give you great feedback loops. You're going to be like, "Wow, I'm amazing! I knew more than I thought I knew." And then you're going to do more and more of that, and that's going to what work out really well for you. The other thing, and the apps and the frequency feedback that I use, that I bounce off people, tells us is that we don't have enough time. That we're sitting alone. Of course, no devices, no friends, no pets. Alone means alone in silence, mm -hmm. and then even better in nature. Beautiful. Because that's where we get that Harline connection to the all. I mean, mm -hmm. people don't know it, but like the wind goes through the trees, the trees talk. You can hear what's going on all over the world by sitting and just listening to the wind. 
we're not taught that. Who sits in, who has time in this society to sit and listen to the wind? But these are your priceless, like there's so much in nature and the beings in nature and in the other dimensions will come close and, and you'll start, you'll start to really, that's a good balance too, against what's me and what's not me, because, you know, the elementals and nature is very, very different from the human avatar experience. So those are my suggestions, nature, time alone, and trust your knowing. Oh, I love that. And for, from our military background, we like to take acronyms and use them. And there was an acronym in the military called PMCS. And it's all about pre, you know, doing motor, motor checks on whatever vehicle ah. you're going to drive, but we changed it to uh, PMCS is, is prayer, meditation, stillness, or contemplation. Oh yeah, and you're right there. Sure you have it. some element of that in your existence oh, because yeah. your advice is so solid. Of you, you have to know yourself. You can't know your own resonance if it's always being bombarded by someone else, right, or something else. So, getting that physical, psychological, emotional, and personal space to yourself is really important. Nature acts like that beautiful diffuser, right? It's just like a cleanser that comes in. It's like, whew, okay, you know, and it, and it, yeah. it gives you that, it gets you in touch with your own natural rhythms. You know, your own pacing, you know, your own way of being. And that's important as you walk through the world um, because otherwise you're susceptible to all of that, the, the frequencies and the elements and the energetics that come at us. The more you know yourself from inside out, the the more ability you have to um, diffuse those yourself, right? You become that natural diffuser. And so really great advice, Kimberly. Thank you so much for joining us today. Folks, if you want to find out more about what Kimberly's up to, you can go to secrettoeverything.com. Check out her products and services there. Um, you can also get over to Halo. Um, and check out that process. It's H-E-H-A-E-L-O.com. Uh, make sure you're going and, and supporting Kimberly's work. And if what she's talking about resonates with you, get assistance, right? Have a conversation, get assistance, use the apps, find a way to connect into something beyond yourself that that speaks to you, right? That's a really great part of this process is seeking support from others, um, those that you resonate with, right? Those that open your heart and make you feel like, yes, like I want to take a, a, a step in that direction, um, then make sure you go and check out that work right there. Um, and if you're interested in the energetic communication and sensitivity classes, get over to superpowerexperts.com, uh, particularly those of you in the social impact fields, right? It, it's much easier to have an impact on the world if your world's looking nice and solid for you. And so get that energetic sensitization training over there. Click on the courses tab and you'll be able to walk through that. You'll find the core classes for our CIFA process as well as that Master Your Personal Power um, class there for the energetic communication. Regardless of where you get support from, folks, make sure that you're reaching out and getting support on this journey. We've all done it. We all have amazing support systems that 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 at least mirror for us, right? Or we've built careers and professions around the ability to to step into these spaces so that we can keep honing our craft and keep working with it um, as it continues to expand us because that continues to expand all of humanity. You've been listening to the science of superpowers today, folks. We've been talking all about our energetic superpowers with Kimberly McGeorge. Kimberly, thank you so much for being here. It's such a pleasure connecting with you today. Oh, mine too. Thank you guys so much. Oh, you're so welcome. And for those of you listening, as always, we appreciate you. Uh, we know we know that you've helped get the network where you are. And a shout out to Deb Dashinger for connecting Kimberly and I today. Um, folks, until next time, remember who you are. Love yourselves. We love you. Goodbye for now.
Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.